bow our heads for prayer. Gracious Father in heaven, as we come together on this day to celebrate the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we pray, help us to see more clearly our opportunities to share that message in the world today. And like Luther of 500 years ago, to be bold in our witness and in our proclamation. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Luther, some 500 years ago indeed, put forth his 95 theses to challenge the church in the way that it was thinking and to point people back to the true message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, the church was, for all intents and purposes, stuck. Stuck in an understanding of the law. And that salvation depended upon what you could do, how well you could do it, how often you could do it, and even on how much money you had to buy it. So, how many of us sitting here today have done it all correctly? How many of us have lived absolutely perfect lives Bob's not here to put his hand up <laughs> so the next question is if you haven't lived it perfectly ushers get ready to pass the plates because you got to put enough money in to buy salvation and oh I get to determine if it's enough Believe it or not, that's where the church was stuck. And because the church was stuck there, there are a lot of people who were living in fear, thinking they would never be good enough to enter into heaven. In an ironic sense, it's kind of where our world is today. Our world is stuck in the law. People do not want to hear about Jesus Christ. They don't want to hear about Christianity because they know deep down inside that there's something wrong with the way they've been living. There's something wrong with their lives. And so it's easier to self-justify to use those words that some of us used to, used to use a long time ago, perhaps, with our parents, something like this. Well, everybody else is doing it. And, of course, we know that the line that parents learn 
at parenting school is to respond, well, if everybody else jumped off a cliff, would you jump off too? It never made sense to me. Or we'll use the line, well, you know, you Christians, you are just stuck in the past, you're stuck in this way, or you think you're high and mighty, or you're better than everybody else. And we hear all sorts of lines. But what we see in our culture today is an attempt to marginalize Christianity, an attempt to identify Christians as being extremists because they're out there and they're supporting views that are no longer in line with the culture. I gotta tell you, 502 years ago, Luther was beginning to teach views that weren't in line. Little did he know when he posted these 95 theses that the church would throw him out and put a price on his head. And yet he was willing to pay that price because he knew the truth of the gospel. You see, when you're stuck under the law, there is no hope. We read that in Romans chapter 3, our epistle lesson today. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in God's sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and no one is righteous, not even one. Apart from Christ, there is no hope. Apart from Christ, there is no salvation. For salvation is found in no other name than by the name of Jesus. Salvation is today needs to be proclaimed in the name of Jesus Christ because salvation comes only through that faith in Christ. Luther began to recognize that as he worked through the study of Romans and other places in Scripture. He began to understand that it's not about us. It's all about Christ who died for us. And it's not about our world in the sense of gaining the wealth and the wisdom and the knowledge of the world. It's all about gaining the wealth and the wisdom and the knowledge of Christ himself. And we need to be reminded of that. We need to be reminded of that in our world today, that it is all about Christ and in Christ alone. And so in our world today, we don't stand on whatever our political persuasions are or, or the height or the depth or the lack of our, our financial resources and savings. We don't put our hope in the job that we have or even in the doctors for the medical conditions from which we suffer. You see, we build our lives on Christ and on Christ the solid rock we stand. Why? Because the world is filled with sinking sand. The world is filled with the potholes and with the traps and the snares of Satan that will drag us in. 
We find our strength and our hope in Christ because, you see, we have in Christ the victory. The victory is won at the cross of Christ. And it's on that cross that he suffered and he died for us. And it's on the cross that the victory is won. That victory over sin, over death, and over the power of the devil. It's in the cross of Christ that we find our glory. It's that old rugged cross that emblem of suffering and shame that we hold before our closing and dimming eyes that reminds us that even when we draw our last breath in this world, our next breath is in the arms of a Savior who died for us and who did it for us in our place. In Christ alone, we have our hope, our joy, and our salvation. And that's where we find our strength for daily living in this world. When we begin to find ourselves down, when we begin to find ourselves losing hope, when we begin to look at the world falling apart around us, we need to be today's Luthers to this world and bring in a new reformation that begins to change people's lives. By standing on Christ, holding to the truth, and reminding the world that nowhere else are salvation and hope found. It truly is all in Christ alone. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all of our human understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.